the Faith Baptist Church again. This is 7 o'clock, and we are broadcasting from the Eastern uh, Shows, Northern Shows of the United States from the state of New York. We are in Corum, located in the suburb east of New York. And this is our Thursday night Bible class. I am Pastor Adams, uh, Senior Pastor of the Faith Baptist Church. And again, we're very, very, very happy to have you with us. Amen. Amen. Um, so we've been studying about faith over fear, overcoming fear with faith. And we are having a wonderful time in this study. And presently we are studying the life of David, which is very informative uh, about faith over fear. Uh, let us let us therefore begin with prayer. More gracious God, we thank you for this gathering. Thank you for this occasion, this privilege that you have given us to share through you, from you, with one another your word and what it is that you have to tell us specifically tonight. Touch all those who are on the telephone line. Touch those who stream in the service and uh, the study. And bless us all for the sake of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I wanted to uh, mention a few things um, uh, before we get started. Uh, with David and Goliath continuing that this week. Um, today, uh, by the grace of God and by his great providence has allowed us to be able to uh, access tools in studying the Bible that just a few decades ago, it would be not imaginable. And so there are tools out there and many of them are quite expensive still. And, um, you know, uh, you can purchase um, software that um, I have a lot of information, a lot of tools about the Bible and so forth. But you know what we are blessed with today? We are blessed with Google and we are blessed with many other online uh, tools that we can just look. Uh, they're free. They're produced mainly by Christians, Christian groups. And so uh, there's a lot of things that you can assess from the internet free, commentaries, different um, 
versions of the Bible, uh, maps, you know, atlas, maps. We were talking about atlases uh, a few weeks ago. So many things. Of course, the videos, uh, other things that, that you can access if you study a particular passage. Uh, there's pronunciation guides that you can actually hear the pronunciation of, of words. And if you're into a little Greek or a little Hebrew, it even help you there with the pronunciation, with the grammar, and so forth and so on. And all of this is free. There's so much information. Now, I'm taking it for granted that uh, the people I'm speaking to, most of the people I'm speaking to are aware of this. But there may be some people who are not aware of it. So I thought tonight I will, you know, state that to you. Because uh, when we started the story of David and Goliath, and we, the Bible described uh, the location in which a battle will take place. And I kind of made some inferences and did some exegesis as to where the location of the battle was taking place. And this is very important because the Bible doesn't, if the Bible states stuff, everything that the Bible states is important. So if it gives you locations and names of places of battle, there's certainly errors of, of that uh, description that, that, that can give you a lot of information about what the Bible is really telling you about the story, in this case, David and Goliath. I touch uh, a little bit on it. And I, tonight, I, I wanted to say uh, quickly a couple more things. First of all, if you are streaming, uh, and you may have heard me said this before, the tabs above, the tab in your in your stream, um, word above the chat box, uh, you have a tab for Bible, and in there are many many versions of the Bible, many different languages. There are commentaries, there are even videos. They can be helpful also in your research. Tonight I have streaming a map of Israel uh, during the time of David. And uh, I thought I'd just put it up there um, because what I really uh, want to share with you is that um, I think it might be helpful if we um, in our Bible classes, we're able to share some graphics, not just maps, but different kinds of graphics. And I know if you're on a telephone, uh, you won't be able to see it. But remember, um, these Bible classes, not your comments, but the thing that I say, uh, my talk, uh you can get on demand so if you're on the telephone and you 
not able to see the graphics or the different things that I may put up there, notes and so forth, um, you, you, you can get it on demand. So at your convenience, you could uh, look it up and see it. Um, you get it on demand, the easiest way is from uh, our website, but you can get it on Roku TV and on Apple TV too on demand. Now, um, if you have a telephone or pad or many other devices, you can enlarge it, um, you know, the graphics. For instance, the graphic that I have on tonight, um, I can enlarge it on, because I have a touch, um, touch, uh, a screen um, computer, I can enlarge it. And if you are looking at, uh, at it from your computer or on your telephone or many other devices, you can enlarge it too. Um, and that would be helpful. And if you have questions, you can always type it in or give us a call, give me a call, and I'd be happy. Uh, just quickly looking at this, uh, this, this, this uh, map, this, this uh, uh, graphic that I have up. You'll see why we keep saying we kept saying when we were studying Samson, for instance, he kept saying that he was going down. Well, uh, in the center of um, of the map of. Um, uh, many of those areas are mountainous, but towards the coast, you see that the Philistines are down the bottom, the Mediterranean Sea. They, they live mainly on the coast, and you'll see three of their largest cities, the actually city-states, Asher, Ascalon, and Gaza. Um, you hear a lot today uh, in present day, uh, Israel about the Gaza Strip. That's you know one of the areas that the Philistines came from. But in this, in that area, we talked about um, how they came into the when the battle was set. They came into the area of where the Israelites were were situated. And I just put that up on the map. And if you enlarge it, you will see the area is not on the coast uh, where they were um, fighting. Uh, and as I told you in the previous class, that became significant that they were in the um, Israelite territory. So you see uh, on the on the screen, you will see Gath, uh, Gibeah. Those are definitely areas. But if you look to the right of it, you'll see the two flags: one where the Israelites were, and the other ones where the Philistines were to do battle. Well, um, I don't want to. 
to uh, spend a lot of time on the graphic uh, tonight. I just wanted to introduce that to you and to tell you that from time to time we'll put graphics up, graphics up, and of course, once the, if you if you on the phone and you ever want to see it, you can go anytime to our uh, website and um, you you will see it. Amen. But I thought that this might enhance the class a little bit, uh, and hopefully it will. Um, so, again, God bless you. Uh, I'm changing from the graphics, and uh, there's a picture of me uh, looking at you tonight. <laughs> I know, you're looking at me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So we are in first... Uh, Samuel, and we, uh, you know, chapter 17 also, uh, and maybe we just start at verse 38 of chapter 17, first Samuel. Now let me give you a little background. So after David convinced Saul, the king, that he would go out and fight Goliath, and Saul was kind of astounded, and he really thought it was crazy, but finally he kind of gave in and said, okay, at least you can take my armor. And of course, um, Saul was a man. David was just a, a, just a boy, a young boy. So his armor, of course, was just too big and too heavy for David. And as we will see, um, David really uh, couldn't use it or kind of refuse it or politely turn it down. And went to the valley to do a battle with um, Goliath. Okay, so let us um, start at verse 38. Uh, 38 um, of First Samuel 17. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put an helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him. I never used it before. It's too heavy anyhow. They're just not suitable. In verse number 40, uh, And he took his staff in his hand, that's David, and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, 
and put them in a shepherd bag which he had, even a scrip, and a sling was in his hand, and he drew close to the Philistine that is the lad. Now there are several things here that we can consider tonight. And so often you've heard sermons and teachings that have said that, you know, you have to have the suitable armor. Saul meant well, but his armor just wasn't suitable for David. But again, it's quite obvious what the great impact of the story was. It wasn't the armor that you had. It was who was on your side. It was what God had given you in the case of David that you could use. David had developed great skills in the, in the slingshot. And that's what he went into battle with Goliath with. And we are familiar with the story. But what an encouraging and powerful story. Because again, if you remember, uh, Goliath, even though he was a big, big man, uh, tall and big and so forth, he was fully covered with armor. He was well protected. So again, it's not how armed the enemy might be. It's not how fortified your obstacle might be your 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 challenge might be in life you may not have great armament but you may not need them whatever skills that god would give to you is what god would use to defeat things that come up upon you in life and so we should never shy away from the things that God has provided us with, the things that we are skilled in, the things that we are accustomed to, things that we are familiar with. And, you know, and definitely you don't need the armament. You don't need the armor of the world, so to speak. Uh, what you need is the power of God on your side. Now, very importantly, um, let's go back to verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five small stones out of the brook. Now, evidently, um, when you're using a slingshot, smooth stones probably and we would understand this today by aerodynamics would be would would propel would be a projectile that would be more accurate going through the air because the surface was smooth um and, and we know that even in modern warfare with guns and so forth, that um, 
The smooth surface gives more control over the accuracy of uh, where the um, the projectile, whether it be a bullet or whatever, uh, is headed. So, uh, and people who use a slingshot um, would have known this um, through generations, uh, centuries, so to speak. Um, when I was a kid, we made those uh, slingshot uh, the kids, and I, I never made one, but the kids had them, and um, they, they would shoot things like birds. Um, they, um, they didn't really think about how smooth the thing was. One along it was a rock. Uh, and it was, it was, most of the time it was a stick with a, with a, with two prongs and you use some elastic band or something like that. And you would put the stone or the projectile in the, in the elastic band and stretch it, put it and aim at the target and let it go. This sling, the shot that David used was a much more sophisticated thing. It uh, it, it, it was long um, end to it, uh, the rope-like part of it. Um, it uh, the pictures I've seen. Uh, the uh, the leather pouch that the stone was put in, uh, I guess by not I guess by practice, you learn how to swing it over your head at a height that when it was let go, it became a powerful weapon, and so David knew this. To what extent uh, people who didn't use it or console or others didn't know about it. This was a very powerful weapon in itself. I'm sure a majority of the population knew it, but um, they didn't take that in battle. Uh, they were at the stage uh, where they took uh, metal souls into battle, they had chariots and stuff like that. So. Slingshot would be, uh, the, as far as I know, there was an army of people with slingshots. In any case, though, it came to a man-to-man, -man, a person-to-person -person confrontation. This became a powerful weapon. Now, you know the story, and you know how David slew Goliath. What's interesting is that with all the armament that you could put on, even today, even today with modern, you have to have some errors to breed, some part of you uh, could be exposed. And that's the thing that we need to understand with the armament of the world, the things that the world used to destroy 
other things and so forth and people and so forth. There are weaknesses in them. They, uh, David was able to slay Goliath because there was an exposed part uh, between the helmet and I got a breed, uh, whatever covering was on his face. And so David was able to sling that shot accurately to the vulnerable portion of, um, through the, the armor of Goliath. So it is, and we can make a comparison here and use metaphor here. So it is God would lead us and show us the weakness the vulnerable places in the things that are against us. In a previous class, we spoke about the fact that Goliath was not some um, there were giant people around. Goliath, not a lot of them. Goliath was one of them. And on the map, uh, if you go, if you go back to the Old Testament, and, and let me put that um, graphic up again, that atlas up again, and um, because on the map. Do you see a place that previously, way back in the Old Testament, it said that in that place um, there were giant people? Remember when Joshua and the spies went into Palestine before the Israelites actually got there? There it is. Uh, if, you, if you enlarge it on your screen, you would see um, uh, it should be on the right side. On the left side of the Dead Sea, uh, but on the right side of where the Philistines uh, were, right below the Jebusites, and the right side of the Parasites you would see Anakim, Anakim. You can look up that word so and stuff like that. Kim in itself give you a sense of, of, um, of something large uh, for whatever that is. And one of the places that was reputed to have large people was the that area of the Anakim, Anakim. So that's where this, um, uh, these graphics might come in important. And if the Philistine had somebody, let's say from that area, I told you in a previous class, I think last week, they would have conscripted, hired, you know, contracted with somebody way uh, outside of their territory 
to fight with them and for them. The question come up many times, and there have been some interesting um, answers. Why did David um, use take five smooth stone out of the brook, and he only used one? Well, there's several reasons for that, I think, but I think the most feasible one that I understand is that we don't know if possibly, and it's very possible, that the Philistines had other giants too. So I guess one of the things we could say that when we go out to fight, we need to be prepared that there might be more than we see. I don't think this is just mere speculation because I think the Bible along with historical facts, but the Bible, which which is, our, is where we get our main facts from, uh, the Bible gives us uh, uh, some information about that. So could you turn to Second Samuel? Let's turn to Second Samuel. Samuel. And maybe around chapter twenty-one of Second Second Samuel. Uh, chapter twenty-one, Second Samuel, and maybe around verse fifteen. Okay, Second Samuel, verse 21, verse 15. Moreover, the Philistine had yet war again with Israel. And David went down, and a servant with him, and fought against the Philistine, and David waxed faint. And Ishbibenob, Ishbibenob, which was the sons of the giant, okay, so there are the giants. And the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass and weight, and being girded with a new sword, taught to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, succored him, that you know came to David the sister, and smote the Philistine, and killed him. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out of us to battle, 
Thou shalt quench not the light of Israel. Verse number eighteen. And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle with the Philistine at Gob. Then Sibbetchai and Urashatai slew Saf, which was of the sons of the giant. Sons of the giants. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistine were El Anan, the son of Jareh, who had him of Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was yet a battle in Gath were, was a man of great stature and had on every hand six fingers and, and, and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number, and he was also born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shemiath, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. So David knew and perhaps almost certainly saw on you and almost certainly the Israelites knew that they were all the giants that the Philistine had conscripted and even though they were being challenged at that time to fight only one of them, Goliath, that Goliath had brothers and had family, and there were other giants in the land. And that seems to suggest why David took five stones. That's a very, very reasonable conclusion. The fact is, though, as we would see, yes, after we have slain a giant, others may come. Jesus spoke about that. He got to sweep the house clean. Or others are going to come to occupy it. You have to be ready for more battles. Now, I want to encourage people. But the gist of the story that I read to you in Second Samuel showed that you would be able to defeat them.
also. And not necessarily with a slingshot, but you be able to defeat them on terms and means that God gives us. Amen. So the thing is that fear. I can, I can, I think I can confidently say that the reason that ultimately uh, the Israelites were able to defeat these giants of the Philistines were because of what David did previously show them that they could defeat fear with faith and indeed they did they weren't prepared to fight Goliath and they weren't prepared to fight the other giants either with fear only with faith in God. Amen.